and you can't tell someone to think of something funny to say. It makes it kills all the. I uh, I don't have anything funny to say. I'm Welcome to uh, episode 13, the spookiest of all the numbers. This will be uh, part one of our second phase. So a bit like how we split up the first phase into two episodes, we're going to split up this second phase as well. So this one, we're going to talk about the first like kind of two thirds of weeks. Well, as we said with the first one. Apart from the end, when uh, all of our students started kind of graduating and uh, had a chance at pitching their businesses, there wasn't too much going on. So, yeah, we'll keep this the main part of that kind of phase of the project. And then next week will be the end and the uh, kind of outcome for all of our students. Do you want to start us off? We just hit on the minibuses and we were heading out of Morogoro for uh, the penultimate time. Uh, yeah, well, my memory of this is vague, but I'm pretty sure we arrived back and got our bags back from where we had put them, which yeah. was our team leader at homestay. Mm-hmm. Um, setting up, what does that mean? I, I think it's just that. Like, uh, oh, right. <laughs> that is uh, Joe reading off our little uh, itinerary. Reading off our cue cards. <laughs> yeah. Did did we was there anything noteworthy that happened on the on the journey back? Uh I, I don't think so. As we said, I bought some stuff in uh Morogoro, but otherwise no. There was a song on the radio and it was an M M&M and M song and I sh- oh. shazammed it on my phone and had it saved. Anyway, later on I gave Erin my phone so she could uh, piggyback off the Wi-Fi. She could, like, use my phone Uh, and then make it into a Wi-Fi hub and then on her phone, like, message people. And you know how on a phone, when you, like, hold on an app too long, it kind of, like, wobbles and then you can delete it? Oh. She did that and she deleted that Shazam. And so I don't know what that song is. And quite often, probably Uh. once a month, I'm just like, I wonder what that song is. And I go through, like, (laughs) Eminem's... uh, like oh, YouTube, no. I'm like, no, it wasn't this. I click onto the next one, I'm like, that wasn't this. And I'm never going to find it. And so, yeah, thank you, Erin. I'm glad I helped you out. You need to go through them all systematically. Believe me, <laughs> I have... I have. Maybe that will be my resolution for this year. I always say that resolutions, you shouldn't start them 1st of January because everything's hectic. You should start them about midway through January and then set uh, February the 1st as your definitive, like, from now on out. So... Okay, I haven't thought of one yet. Haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's been 32 days, Joe. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I shazam that on the coaching, but aside from that, I think the journey was fairly uneventful. It was, uh, I remember it was nice getting back to uh, Mama Joseph. I think she put on a, a bit of a bigger spread than usual which was uh, very much appreciated and yeah it was nice uh, sleeping back in a room with just Alan not mm, nine not... other people or whatever <laughs> I remember being told is another thing that um, by the people in the village some of them thought that we we had gone for good at that stage yeah. they were like wait they're, wait, they're still here uh, 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 alright then Okay, like some, I, I don't know, I got the impression that people almost wanted us gone by then, but then that would have been a minority, because there were a lot of people who were happy to see us back. Ah. Uh. I got ill pretty much as soon as we, we came back. Now, how, um, how soon are you talking? I don't even know. Quite, quite quickly. Maybe even the day. But it was almost like, because I had, I was ill for a bit before, before phase review. Um, and then I was all right for phase review, almost timed to perfection. 
And were um, you were you ill to the equal extent, or did it get worse when you came back? Was it like a brief relapse and then hit it probably down? Probably a or? Li- little bit, but a little bit worse, but not for as long. Ah. Uh. Yeah, but uh, that's horrible. All wanna... I'll say is that you'll spend more time than usual in the latrine. Well. I was, along with George, and maybe like, I don't know, 5% of the UK volunteers, like very few, I didn't get ill at all, Uh, had like a nasty graze on my elbow for a bit, and maybe I had like a cold at one point or something like that for a couple of days, but... Yeah, keep keep rubbing it in. Yeah, (laughs) cheeky immune system, if you survive Glasgow, you can survive uh, Quidoli, but uh... Uh, but it's quite likely, like, with us not being used to the, yeah. the food and the um, how things are around there. It was also uh, the fact that uh, Joe just didn't wash his hands, you know. I, that... I, did, I, did, I did wash my hands. Mm, obviously maybe not, not well enough. Maybe not well enough, but... Uh... I would say I was quite uh, vigilant on that. And, I don't know, maybe George was as well, maybe he wasn't. But I do think... If I hadn't washed my hands as much, maybe I would have got ill. So, I don't know. If you want to be like me, it, it, it won't hurt you in any way. Uh, so, how long did this last for you? Um, was it, it like was a week? Two... Or... Oh, I don't know. It was... It was... It, I, I feel like it was longer than... I remember, but it wasn't like, it didn't take up too much of the the program. Okay. It might have been like, five, four, four or five days before phase review and two or three days after it. Okay. Something like that. And, well, I remember you got ill literally the day we got back. I think you said on the coach, you were like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. And I was like, oh, what, like, bro, yeah, sickness or whatever. Now, and then uh, it just yeah. didn't go away, so. I I left that coach uh, running to my uh, little latrine toilet thing. Uh. That, that, that was all I was thinking about, arriving mm. back. I have to get to the the toilet quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not 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 the nicest image. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. That's enough shit talking. Uh, uh, so right. Next on the uh, agenda, well, goes from a uh, kind of grim to very grim because unfortunately, <laughs> was it while we all were? were uh, while we were away, or was it just after we got back? It was just after we got back that we, yeah, it was like, like the morning, either like the mor- the day after or the or two days after that we heard the news. Ah, uh, and this but, was uh, yeah. This was the news that unfortunately one of the uh, kids were they a teenager or were they younger? Um. I think they were younger. Yeah. <clears throat> Had uh, unfortunately got quite a bad bout of malaria and died, which was quite sobering, I feel. Yeah, it was. It really just put my, my own problems in perspective, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think... Uh, like, I was quite surprised by how happy people were because a lot of the stereotypes that I had uh, picked up from kind of adverts and children yeah. in need campaigns. Uh, when I was in the village, you know, people had kind of smartphones and they all seemed very happy and stuff. And so I was like, oh, maybe maybe these, uh, these charity campaigns really over-egg the kind of like... The, the grim factor to try to get sympathy but when this happened it did put in stark tr- contrast that as happy as people can mm. be there is like 
the very real risk of infant uh, infant uh, mortality because of like you know a lack of medical care and these like tropical diseases and yeah so hmm. yeah i remember um because i i was still ill at the time uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i wasn't sure whether to go or not i wanted to pay my respects and all that because the tradition is when there's a funeral in uh, a rural village like Quadoli, mm-hmm. everyone goes. Yeah. Everyone in the village will attend, and that c- includes uh, visitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we were all invited. Yeah, uh, it was actually was I, it the nephew of uh, one of our students. It was yeah. And one of the one of the students we were very friendly with they were actually one of the people that took us on the big walk up the mountains just a few weeks before yeah he was he was a good friend of us yeah during that time Juma. But, yeah yeah i think we all wanted to be as respectful as we mm. could be so we went along i feel in hindsight it might have been more respectful of me to not go because i i was throughout the whole time i was trying my best not to throw up basically uh uh you hit it well i didn't i think i was sat Did next I? to you the whole time and i i didn't notice that so that's that's good to know yeah don't worry about that man but, uh, oh, thank you but yeah uh how many people do you think turned out maybe like 150 or something Sounds about right. Yeah, I'm not good at. I'm not good at like working out how many people were at yeah. the place at a pastime, but yeah, it, it was around that. It was a good. It was a good fraction of the village population. Yeah. So it was, Juma. He had uh He lived out from the village, a kind of like ten minute walk, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, had the ceremony there and they were buried on on a hill near his property where I think I think there were previous burials there as well but uh yeah there was something that happened and yeah yeah once again um, quite sobering and put into contrast all of the gripes I had with the uh, kind of whole oh yeah yeah definitely I mean, on perhaps a slightly lighter side of that, you you could I did sort of admire what was put into the funerals. Ah. Uh-huh. Like that, that like there was singing and. Yeah, it was uh, quite a celebration. It wasn't. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because they're 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 very religious over there, and it was sort of inviting uh yeah mm. hallelujah hallelujah tutuanana is what they were singing which uh, uh ha- hallelujah uh which is hallelujah mm-hmm. uh tutuanana do you know what that means uh today or something it means we will see each other again. Okay. That's, so that's very I nice. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Even though I'm not particularly re- religious myself, I did, I did, I was touched by, by that. Yeah. Well, I feel <laughs> that's probably a nice note to leave that on as we uh, move on to the, some of the stuff that was now thrown into kind of pretty stark contrast so next on the day is action day and football slash netball match Ah, so yes so yeah action days we had we had one at the very beginning before we started uh lessons to try to Mm. drum up support from the village and how many more of them did we do 
Um, we did three all together. Okay. One at the start, one in the middle, and one at the end. So, well, just after getting back from mid-phase review, clues in the name, this was around the midpoint, so planned out <laughs> another action day. Now, I don't think this is... I don't remember anything about this action day bar the football match and some vague recollection of the uh, netball thing. So I can't remember what the the main event was. But you seem to think people were... Well, the students were having a mock run of their businesses and yeah. showing it off to, like, the village. Yeah. Like, our first action day was treated as a welcome rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's the second one, whereas the second one was, I think, more about the entrepreneurs introducing their business mm-hmm. ideas um, and basically selling the ideas to people in the village, maybe giving samples out of their products mm-hmm. or just just to talk about what they were doing, which which was, was pretty good. Yeah, I I do vaguely remember that now, just in so much as that uh, the kind of market stalls that were erected uh, on market days along the high street, they did a similar thing on the football field. So they they put up these sticks, kind of like, I don't know, hammered them into the ground or something, and made these little kind of covered tent type things, these stalls. So they were, there was one woman who was selling the... uh, the Lord Cherry Sweets, which I will have to get Alan to send me some of. Yeah, that's all I remember of that side of it. Do you want to move on to the uh, netball match? Uh, I didn't partake in the netball match. It was like the the men would play football, the women would play netball. Uh, and apparently the netball match wasn't very good. Like... Uh, it didn't last very long, and not many people were that interested. Yeah. Uh, I remember which... how they made the uh, netball goals was by getting a bucket, a, I think a broken one, and taking the kind of rim off it, and then nailing that to the top of the goalposts. Uh-huh. Were... I, d- I don't remember that. But... I remember it being pretty inventive, but also yeah. it was super... It was hardly any, like, bigger than the ball, so you had to be really accurate to get it in. <laughs> and there was no, like... Well, I don't know if netball has a backboard, but no, I don't think they do, do they? But, yeah. So this one, you had to... There was oh. millimetrically, like, perfect. Otherwise, it's just going to bounce off that rim. That, that explains why it wasn't that popular. <laughs> Possibly. Was... Because, like, football, you'd see all the kids playing it at uh, break times. Was netball a kind of introduced thing to them, or did the girls play it at all? Do you know? Um, I could tell you, but I'd be making it up. So you couldn't tell me? (laughs) I couldn't tell you. Well, anyway, I feel it's time for us to uh, move on to the main event of that day, which was the football match. So they they brought these kits for us, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the kits of the team quite... A well-known team in uh, in Tanzania. Was um, it okay? I was gonna say, was it made up for the village? But no, it, it would be like no. me wearing a Manchester United kind of shirt or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The t- it was the the Simba Simba. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, um, not Simba's. That's not proper Swahili, but yeah, Simba. Mm. Uh, Are they from which, Dar es Salaam? I couldn't tell you again. Okay. I'm. Gu- I'd guess. I'd guess quite near Kwaduli, somewhere like Morogoro, but again, I I don't know. So yeah, we got. No. We got these. Uh, what's it called? Uh, got Simba these. Kits. Yeah. Uh, I remember which the. Were yellow with green shorts. Oh, yellow shorts. Yeah, yellow shorts. Yeah. And very small yellow shorts. Like, Joe, you're quite a skinny guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And uh, they were pretty tight on you, so I decided <laughs> not to risk it because I saw, I think George tried them on, and they were, yeah, pretty tiny. So I decided to play a football match in a pair of, like, pink chinos. Oh, my God, I remember. You, the, you had an iconic look in that game. <laughs> well... I can picture you there. yeah. So everyone else was wearing shorts uh, and this kit. I ha- I had the t-shirt of the kit, 
but uh, yeah, stuck with my uh, chinos. I also. I, rem- I remember no. um, you. We weren't sure we'd have enough kits to, to start with, and you were asking me if you could have the shirt so that I could have the shorts, and I was just really pain. You like, no, I want a full kit. <laughs> That's very mean, Joe. You knew those shorts wouldn't fit me. <laughs> I know. But, well, I, I, I knew I was, because the thing is, I didn't have any shoes that you could play football in. So, uh, so my Adidas ones, if I kicked that ball, I'd like dislocate a toe. So the only shoes, I'd looked around Morogoro for an hour to try to find them and couldn't find any. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was playing in walking boots as well. <laughs> and I realized that a guy wearing like, you know, pink chinos and some walking boots isn't going to really like look like part of the team. And so that's why I was very keen to get the shirt to give me some kind of authenticity. Mm. Otherwise, it just looked like I'd like accidentally walked onto this football pitch. <laughs> well, it did. <laughs> All right, laugh at me now, Joe. Like got... f- it looks like you were just a fan who walked on. There's a pitch invasion, and then they were like, oh, I've got away with it so far. I might as well <laughs> join the team. <laughs> look up uh, Remy Gillard's. Uh... Exploits at the end of end of the uh, French World Cup. No, not French World Cup. French like National Cup. Well, don't do it now, Joe. You can hear me typing, can't you? Okay, I'll do that later, maybe. Well, the football match. Who were we playing against? Was it just other people from Cordoli? I have a, a feeling it was the entrepreneurs and rally people uh. versus rest of Quidoli. So, Jill was in goal, or was Izzy in goal? It was, oh man. That's oh, was the, it? The women had, uh, the women had the netball. Ah. Uh, I do remember playing with like Izzy and Jill in goal. That must have been something else later That was, on. yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was like a non-action day game of football. Okay, stay tuned for that in later episodes. Uh, I did not do much. I remember getting the ball off someone like twice, I think. Uh, I got subbed uh, right at the start. <laughs> I think it was about halfway through. You were on for okay, quite well, a bit. I, w- I was the first to be subbed. Maybe. Yeah. And um, you stayed on for the entire duration. I was trying to be subbed as hard as I could, but... Uh... I feel weighing about twice as much as the rest of the team. <laughs> Being able to like... I remember just looking at you in your chinos and walking boots, still being on while I'd been subbed off and thinking, what a douche. <laughs> Don't take that on me. Don't hate the player, but... hate the game, as they say. Honestly, I was, I was jealous because you stayed on. And I... you did play well. Did I? Regardless of what you think, you did have an impact on the game. I headed it once, and it just went straight up, and I felt very felt like an idiot. But uh, <laughs> if you say so, Joe, I feel you are trying to cover for the mocking you did of me in my uh, chinos. <laughs> I was very proud of the photo at the end. Yeah, the photo. And there's all these people. I was the only uh, white guy in it. Because uh, George had like left by his own uh, accord, and so yeah, it was just the volunteers, and I was the tallest there, and I was also just wearing chinos, <laughs> so I looked like some like foreign kind of like you know benefactor or Taurus. something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a fan of the team, be like, hey, I've yeah. got your t-shirt, take a picture. <laughs> so uh, that was the action day. Uh, I don't really remember, as I said how well the uh, business side of it went but uh <clears throat> i think it went well i think the entrepreneurs enjoyed it and i think the rest of the village did enjoy seeing them as well so and i think and yeah. um, as much as netball match wasn't particularly successful the football match got quite the crowd so. yeah it did that yeah. was that was fun to see that side of the uh, village. Now moving on, as I may or may not have edited out from earlier, uh, <laughs> we will give you. You're gonna the... have to now for continuity. You're gonna have to keep it. We'll we'll see. Uh, well, the Economist 
Now, as I mentioned, oh. as I mentioned yeah. earlier, uh, just before leaving, I had talked to him, and uh, he had. Are we gonna go through the whole saga? We kind of had to start at the start, don't we? Yeah. Very early on, we had gone for a walk beyond the uh, Wi-Fi tree. We had walked through some uh, sugarcane fields, which are, as noted before, uh, one of the biggest crops in Tanzania. We had headed off, jumped over a small old stream, and then followed that. There were there was a tree there with some uh, jackfruit on, which maybe we'll come back at a later date. <laughs> Two quite big, uh, voluptuous uh, fruits. And uh, yeah, headed on, just followed the path, the kind of tracks left by the farmers who had gone between these fields, headed up the kind of hillsides and uh, followed that along until we got to a bit of a dead end and a kind of sort of viewpoint. And then we had uh, headed back. And as we headed back, we got to the uh, Wi-Fi tree again. And so some of the, some of the Tanzanian uh, volunteers waited around because they were like checking phones, talking to people back home and stuff. Most of the UK volunteers didn't do that at that time, so they headed off. But I think I uh, stayed behind, and Joe did for some reason to talk to me or something. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I'd sit, sat down, and uh, looked some stuff up on my phone, and then there was a man who uh, was asking of us. A man? Well, Just a mere man? Well, he he had the form of a man. <laughs> so do you yes. remember what he said but, to us? Um, well, he, he, I, I can't remember what he said to us at first, but he was sort of... I seem to think he was talking to the whole group as we were arriving and as people were going past, but then it's like we stuck around the Wi-Fi tree. Yeah. So he, he sort of kept talking to us. So he um, asked us some general things, I think. One, I think one not... thing he asked was, do you have a family? Yeah, and I, like an idiot, said, uh, yeah, 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 thinking, yeah, I've got sisters and my parents are, you know, still around and everything. But that's not what he meant by family, was it? No. Yeah, he, he, he was implying, <laughs> he was, he was sort of like, oh, so you have, you have children then? I think he said to me, ah, oh, how many children do you have? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Edit that bit where I said that thing about yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, Yeah. Maybe I'll leave this one in. Um, I, I'm annoying future you, aren't I? He's furious. But, you know, that's his problem. Uh, yeah, so I, I had to cover my mistake and say, oh, no, 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 I thought you meant, like, sisters and stuff. Mm. But, uh, Joe, did you did you have any children? I don't think um, you did at I the time. I think I gave you? the same answer. And he was, he was, he was sort of like, oh, what, why not? Yeah. Uh, to which we were like, oh, we're, we're only like 20, 23. Way to, way to dox us. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he was he was unimpressed by this. I believe he said that by the time mm -hmm. he was my age, he already had like four children or something. So Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he also asked us about Brexit. Which uh, I think we did a stellar job of uh, saying we, we don't have a clue why people voted for it or how it's going to work <laughs> out. To be honest, I think that same answer would probably ring true now after it's happened. Oh, yeah. I believe he gave us... These are... like This man later became a bit of an obsession for the two of us. Or at least for me. And I think I managed to tag Joe along a bit. I but, don't think we've finished talking about um, our first encounter yet. No. But uh, he he... He gave us some key information that he had been to, uh, was it Sweden? It was somewhere in Europe, wasn't it? Yeah, because he said he was, uh, uh, he was studying economics and he was doing like a lecture or a talk. And he was talking to some woman in Sweden when he was there about uh, like economic principles. And then he went to go on and talk about how uh, there were lots of uh, British economics, uh, economists who kind of uh, created uh, economic systems and ways of governance and stuff, and then went on to say that how they were all British, but then also how British uh, companies uh, didn't exist anymore, like uh, British Leyland, an old car company, and a uh, Land Rover. But uh, yeah. I think this, combined with uh, 
the lack of families, he then moved on to his true passion, which was talking about a good friend of his called uh, Jesus H. Christ. Jesus H. Christ. The H, not many people know this, but it stands for Hugo. Ah. I always thought it was Humphrey, but, you know. Oh, it might be Humphrey, actually. I think different scriptures are interpreted different ways. So yeah, yeah. Hugo. Yeah. There yeah, was I like, didn't think about that. There was some of the holy, uh, the blood of Christ was spilt on the uh, original document, so it's kind of, you can't really tell. Could go either ways. Anyway. Uh, so blasphemous. After speaking so nicely about religion <laughs> earlier, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he was, uh, he was very direct to the point. I believe he said... Do you know Jesus? Yeah, which I was not brave enough to answer, so I, I just sat uh, kind of breaking some grass because he was standing up and he had been talking for a good probably 20 minutes now while we were sitting down and it was it was one of those things that was quite awkward so I was just uh, doing the thing that I always do in these situations of picking bits of grass and then kind of like twisting it backwards and forwards until it gets fatigued <laughs> and snaps and yet another uh, I, piece I think I was also doing that <laughs> but like I don't have the best social skills, but I knew that saying that I didn't know Jesus wouldn't uh, wouldn't go down well. But Joe, you decided to reply. Well, he didn't, I forgot. He, 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 he didn't say, do you know Jesus? He said, do you love Jesus? Oh, was it that direct? It was. And I said, uh, I said, no. <laughs> and and he... you, you, were, you were trying to hide your laughter at this point. Like, oh, I can't believe he just, he just said that. And I, he said, Oh, why not? Uh, to which I replied, I I don't know him. And then which was said, such well, a that's such a like a movie answer, <laughs> like a normal person would say because he doesn't exist or whatever. Or I don't believe in God. But he said I don't know him. Like, that could <laughs> that could have been music behind it at the same time, you know. I was inviting him to to say uh, the following, which was, well, read. The Bible, go to church. His English was terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, might add. And then you will know Jesus. I think uh, I dodged the bullet when he asked me, and I just gave a kind of non-committal, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool guy. After this, he acted out. Uh, he gave a one-man show of the the Good Samaritan, which was. You know, ten out of ten. Uh, that yes. was a that was Tony worthy performance. It was like after after a after half of it, I would say, "Oh, I know this story." Yeah, yeah, I think I remember it from a. It was like, "Oh, yeah, the junior school." So was, he was walking along. He kind of crouched down to be the uh, uh, the injured man, and mm. then he kind of like acted out as the various different uh, people walking by and looking down, <laughs> and then moving yeah. onwards. Well, also playing the narrator. Yeah, it was, it was truly a. It's good to see a, an actor just uh, in the limelight, you know, at the top of the game. I mean, it sounds like we're making it fun of him. We are to an extent, but we do actually have a bit of an admiration for him. Yeah, he he was committed to his uh, his creed. Mm. But yeah, he told us the uh, the Good Samaritan. I can't remember how it uh can't remember how it moved on. I oh, know that no, that was a later encounter with him. Oh. Well, this should have been a whole episode. It should be, but we we can do another one where we recap this. But uh yeah. This had been probably an hour by now. Mm, and then we got up. We just sort of looked at each other and agreed that it was let's... time for this to stop. <laughs> yeah. I think I suggested that uh, we we've got we've got to go now. We've got like lesson planning to be doing, but it was really great talking to you. And then you're like, "Oh, okay, let's go." Yeah, and just uh, <laughs> escorted just us. Just a long way. Yeah, I think we hid behind a tree. <laughs> we hid behind a tree or something. Just <laughs> it, it, I feel awful, but um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as it sounds. Yeah. We just we just sort of let him continue working and then we stopped, hid him behind a tree. 
as we were walking though, he did uh, he did mention that he'd seen me a few days ago. I had uh, gone with Erin to try to do something. I can't remember what, but we'd uh, gone round to the Wi-Fi tree the opposite way. Usually, you go past the schoolhouse and then to the Wi-Fi tree through the uh, football field. But you could go from the other side of the village and go around the back of this uh, like rice paddy that was right next to the football field. And uh, he had seen me at that time uh, with Erin. So he said, uh, my house is near there. And then asked me uh, what fruit he th- I thought he should grow outside of it. So I said, well, maybe apples. Uh, but he said yeah. that the climate wasn't good for them. So I suggested uh, mango instead. That was in the first phase. <laughs> And yeah, oh, we're talking about the early stage of phase two where we just spent yeah. a good 20 minutes <laughs> back to where we were. But, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll add that we did go for a bit of a search for him. No, that was later on because... Oh, was it? Yeah, when we got back, I saw uh, The Economist again. And he was, as you say, he was surprised that we, uh, we were back. He thought we were going for, for good, but anyway... I think this kind of, as much as I'd tried to get rid of him before, this now mm. sudden light being cast off by him didn't feel good. And so that started a bit of a... We wanted to find out what the uh, the economist was, who he was deep down. And so, yeah, that will uh, we'll have a whole episode with it and our theories as to who, <laughs> who he was. That was the second point we saw him in the second phase when... Uh... Mm. We did go through a bit of a, a search for him. That's later we, on, Joe. Stop spoiling the I'm spot. sure it was before. It was. I'm sure it was before you saw him again, though. No, no, no. Because I remember we see him a third time. Oh. And that is after going looking for him. But, yeah. Right, okay. Sorry for the spoilers. Editing can do wonders. Oh, I can. But anyway, this whole thing is supposed to be about the teaching. As Riley will tell you, up until you leave Morogoro... Uh, you're not here to have fun, you're here for the project. So, lessons continued as usual. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you get the day off Sunday. Uh, any any recollections over this kind of two, three weeks of second phase that you remember? Um, I I, I'm, I'm not sure because I don't know when specifically everything was, mm. if I'm honest. It's a bit jumbled. I'm going to say... we cooked a... We, we cooked mash. Do you remember anything of the, like, lesson specifically? No. Because I'm going to say, yeah, same here. It's just a kind of... They all kind of blurred into each other. We mm. just carried on with... The same the, system. Yeah. We'll, uh... A friend of ours will be uh, joining the podcast soon. Not this episode, but hopefully maybe the next one. But uh, we'll be able to get a a much greater insight into the lessons from someone who was actually teaching them himself in Swahili. So if you want to hear more about that, listen in next week. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. But uh, yeah, second phase, very much just a continuation of the first one. Uh... It did get interesting towards the end, but once again, that's uh, next week. Mm. What People would you... were starting to drop out at uh-huh. this stage. I think one of the one of the best jobs, which was actually quite boring, but it but I say best because I felt like I was actually helping, mm. uh, was checking on the spreadsheet who who's still turning up, and you did notice that there were people who had stopped attending. Yeah, and it it was also good to see who, who the uh, who was, really committed, mm. turning up week after day after day. I think at this point, because we were, well, at least like the kind of second or third week in back from phase review, we were getting towards the uh the end, and so you could tell which businesses were going to make it and which ones weren't. I remember a distinct activity probably one of the only ones i remember in the second one where we uh sat outside and then we got partnered up with a tz i was partnered up with edwin in a stranger yeah and we had to go around and uh go through and check uh people's economics plans 
So I was going with uh, the shoe sellers. And mm. I think they misunderstood one of the lessons where they were talking about kind of uh, growth rate, how you should always try to grow your business. And they had uh, said that, like, you know, their, their sales of shoes were just going to keep on expanding so much so that I think by the, like, final month of the year, they were selling more shoes than there were people in the village. Right. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, well, yeah, I think that showed you could see the people that had listened to the lessons and were understanding it at this point mm. and people that were more not so much in tune with the kind of stuff that had been taught. Lydia, my home stayed mama, she was one of the better ones. Yeah, she was good, Lydia. Very um, neat handwriting as well. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. Uh, I can't be asked with that, if I'm honest. We ju- we type everything these days anyway. <laughs> Penmanship is something to be uh, admired, Joe. I can admire it, but uh, I won't pursue it for myself. Okay. <laughs> I can write nicely if I really put my mind to it and slow down but when I'm just yeah I'll mm. only write by hand if I'm just jotting something down so okay <laughs> it doesn't need to be immaculate anyway much else respect to anyone who does have nice handwriting if you can't beat them join them no that doesn't make <laughs> sense uh, anyway <laughs> if you can't join them Compliment him. Yeah. Some other things that uh, I remember in this part. uh, My illegal escapades beyond the Wi-Fi tree. I had managed to... uh, (laughs) Steal a jackfruit. Yeah. But also, I managed to uh, convince Joe to come with me. That walk we had done, where we had met the economist, we'd gone past a certain tree which had two jackfruits in. Now, these Mm. jackfruits are, I don't know, like a metre long? Uh, probably not a metre, like 70 no, centimetres no, no. long. They're big. Yeah. By like 50 centimetres wide and a big kind of like rugby ball shape. Like a squished rugby ball, but much bigger. Like a massive... Plum. Like a... No? I was gonna. I was going to say massive testicle. Okay, okay. Well, that's where I your remember, mind went. I remember <laughs> when there were two of them um, and... We were getting one down after the walk. We, like, <laughs> I remember we like you like sort of twisted it, and I I just I just cried out, oh! Yeah, yeah, I think I spun it round like about ten times, and then <laughs> that kind of like frayed the stem, and it, it it fell down. It left behind this kind of like white sticky kind of sap from the uh yeah. from the wound. But yeah, put that in my Where, rucksack. What's that? What's that? What's that allowed? It's one of those things that there was a jackfruit... What's that jackfruit owned by anyone? I'm going to say... Well, look, in the end, I never got to eat it. Spoilers. But (laughs) uh, uh, I think that was a wild one. Because I think if it was owned, someone else would have taken it before then. Because there were rotten ones sitting on the floor around it, so... Oh, right, yeah. But yeah, brought that back... And put it in the classroom because uh, Godfrey said it wasn't ripe yet. He kind of whacked it and seemed to didn't have the right sound or feel to him. So, yeah, scurried it away in the corner of the classroom for future uh, consumption. But unfortunately, somebody took it. But then we came back and we got... Well, that is a story for another day. All right, I thought that's what today's story was. (laughs) No, no, because there were two jackfruits, and we went on different occasions to get them. Ah, right, okay. But uh, I'm sure the, f- the first one we got was when we were doing. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm confused. You probably remember it better than I do. Forget I ever spoke. I do all the time. Now the final thing we've got in our uh, little episode plan for today. Hopefully, it's not been too boring. As I say, this part got into the kind of... We were into the flow of things. There was very few new things. And the lesson plan and that kind of thing had taken over. We didn't do any more walks, I don't think. Bar one that you went on. Uh, that I I was too ill for. Well, not ill. 
I wasn't oh, available right. for. I think I was reading a book and uh, didn't get called. But uh, the only thing we had left was uh, getting some shirts made up. Yes. Um, uh, and I remember you putting that on the, the itinerary for today's pod and saying that talking about ordering shirts isn't that interesting. Well, we'll start. Well, I think that sums up this whole kind of just after mid-phase review. But uh, yeah, as a group, we decided to get some shirts made up by a outside tailor. So yeah, was... we, she she took measurements, didn't, didn't she? Yeah, so yeah. took measurements. I think they had some fabrics that uh, uh, God. Mine was actually too small when it arrived. Oh. Um, and uh, it got I got tailored again. So. Ah. Uh. So uh, we we sent it back. But yeah. Uh, along with, yeah. So that was the kind of third quarter of our time in village. Do you have any real thoughts on that kind of period? I think I was keen to put behind me like the lazy attitude I had to it in the first half, and I wanted to really uh, immerse myself in the activities and in the work we're doing in the project um spoiler alert i didn't really but, but the thought uh, that counts yeah <laughs> i think i was maybe the opposite i think this was the point that really dragged for me the most being in morogoro and having those two days where we could look around the market uh and a bit of agency over our actions i felt that really livened my spirits up simply having a bit of exchange when we were at uh yama is it yama yamo yamo between yeah myself and other uk volunteers as well as some of the tz's from other groups that i'd got on well with like uh izzy and stuff uh it was nice to talk to them and come back to quadoli as much as i liked it in the first couple of days i think this was the point where i really felt the most if I break my leg and I go home, I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah. It was the point where I was the most kind of bored by the uh, project. I think people mm-hmm. had got into their kind of routine. There was nothing really new. And so for this like one, two weeks, at, just after phase review, after initially being quite glad to be back in the village, I think I got quite dulled out by it. And yeah, this was the longest stretch. As you can tell, I don't really remember much of it because I think I was mainly spending my time reading and trying to get involved in the lessons. But as we said, there was very little I could do in them. So, yeah. Uh, overall, I'm glad I just like stuck through it, but my brain's forgotten everything because I think it was quite quite tedious. That's fair to say. We did play a lot of Phil during this segment. Yeah. But that's for the Apperson Games episode. Uh, it is. Whenever that happens. I think I think that's all it for this week. Next week we'll uh, talk about the second half and how it gets more interesting because we actually get to uh, the uh, the final pitches. Mm. So yeah, now we're on to... Uh, is it my Swahili segment first? Or it is. is. It yes, yes. First? No, yes. Always okay. Swahili. S before uh, B, <laughs> except... After C. Right. Even though B comes first in the alphabet. You just have to spoil my uh, fun. Get on with it. What did we, what did we learn today? We mentioned Simba before. Uh, I don't know if we said what it means. Uh, I think a lot of people know what this means. Everybody knows what this means, Joe. This is not yeah. a lesson. Yes. No, no. I. This is my introduction to the lesson, all right? Okay. Yeah, so Simba means lion. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know any other animals? It's one of those weird things that I actually watched uh, a video on the Lion King today. So he talked uh-huh. about a few of the uh, characters in it. So yeah. Mufasa, but that's not a lion or a type of lion or anything. That means friend, right? Fa- father. Is it is father? Because I, I was so. going to Re- say, I didn't Rafiki have... Rafiki is friend. Oh, Okay. Because I was going to say, like, you have your homestay mama. What was the word mm. for father? 
it wasn't about homestay. That. Yeah. I think Mufasa is like a more like formal. I don't know. Probably of... another word for it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe formal or just like yeah. Uh, so there's Rafiki. Um, this is really annoying because if I knew what the uh, Mr. Bean bird was called... Zazu. Is he... Is that the word for bird? Bird is Ndege. Hold on. Uh, let me get my Google Translate up. This is the Swahili expert opening Google Translate. I don't know if Zazu is an actual Swahili word. No, it isn't. Oh. I guess that movie is kind of like generic East Africa, so I guess it could be Africans. Uh... Could be. I don't know, though. Well, it could be various kind of African languages. I doubt Timon means anything. What about Pumba? I searched, I tried Pumba. By the way, Mufasa means brother. Oh, because he's Scar's brother. A scar, that, that's definitely not a Swahili word. That's just because he has a scar. That's so lame, you know. You've got Such a whole a personality, and then it's just defined by having, like, a bit <laughs> of a scratch. Yeah. So, anyway, this is Swahili segment, not Google. Uh, not blanking segment. What uh, animals are you going to So, Wanyama Wepi, that's what animals. Uh so, bird is in Dege, as I just mentioned. And so Cat, that's all birds kind of thing. It's also the word for plane. Yes, because I, uh, yeah. I think you mentioned that in an earlier segment. I did, didn't I? Very early um, on. Only true fans will remember. <laughs> true fans are the logging on pod. We love you all. Indeed. Um, Mbwa is dog. Paka is cat. Mm-hmm. Nyoka. Nyoka is snake. Uh, Inzi is fly. Uh, Wadudu is insect. Ah, here's a good one. Nyangumi. That means whale. Do you see many of them in uh, Tanzania, do you think? I guess if you're on the coast, maybe they go past. I don't know, but we don't see many penguins around here, and we have a word for them, so... Yeah. Do they have a word for penguin? Shall I? No. It's not fun (laughs) if you look that up. What's your favourite anguin? Uh, anguin. Animal, Joe. My favourite animal? Hmm. Wanyama wapi ninapenda. Ninapenda wanyama wapi. Uh, ninapenda... Uh, Twiga. And what's a Twiga? It's a giraffe. One of the uh, in the evenings we did a activity where we did a a quiz, and I think one of the things was to get uh, favorite animals, and I think giraffe was a a clear winner there. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think more There's than also half. Also, tembo people. elephants. Uh huh. Do you know Sorry, what say? I'm just interrupting you, shouting random. That's fine. Faru, rhinos. What were the big five in our Swahili? It was giraffe, uh, giraffe, elephant, elephant water rhino. buffalo, rhino, lion, and is that all of them? That's five. That's that's them. They were on one of the uh, chairs outside jo- uh, George's house. Wanyama, Wakubwa, Tatu. Something like that. Tano. Tano, not Tatu. Well, uh, don't do it now, Joe. And for listeners at home, you can. But my favourite animal is a kakakuona. And so, yeah. Kakakuona. Yeah. A bit is of homework brother for you. in there? Is brother in there? Or... Nope. What's a... One for the one for the ages, Joe. I wonder what <laughs> the economist's uh, favorite animal is. What do you think? I think it would uh, be a snake. Maybe. Yeah. Because he did. Uh, he, he is uh, the only person without a magic backhand to wrestle successfully the big snake. 
Maybe, yes. That's a little reference to, a little throwback to an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who, <laughs> who got that. There's some animals that hopefully will be interesting and or useful. I'm so bored. It's Alex's boring fact. Well, you did bring me energy this week, and that's pretty good because that will. I will cut that out, put some music behind it, and that will be the uh, theme for the last couple of episodes of this. I have a good one. Do you? About uh, buoy buoys. Well, uh, it's not uh, uh, it's not s- Joe's boring facts, but I guess Swahili. I can. Swahili word for you there, buoy buoy, might uh, come in later. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, do you know Peppa Pig? Oh, uh, well, vaguely, yeah. There is one episode of Peppa Pig which is banned in Australia. Do you know why? Uh, so, Australia, very much like the UK, it's, uh, I doubt it would be a censorship thing due to, like, you know, cultural sensitivity. Uh, I have... I know that in uh, Australian schools, the kids, they have to wear a hat on sunny days when they're playing outside, and if not, they have to stay inside. Mm. So maybe it's something to do with that. That's the, literally the only thing I could think that they'd, they'd banner. You're sort of on the right sort of lines, but, but sort of not. Okay. So buoy buoy, which means spider in Swahili. Okay. It's to do with spiders. And okay. there's an episode where the basic the moral is sort of like, don't be scared of spiders, they're, they're harmless. Okay. Spiders are our friends. But in Australia it's a different story because yeah, they can do they can do some serious damage. Yeah. Well yeah. I can I can add to that with a slightly sad fact maybe. I know that in Australia, because they do have, I think they're called the Huntsman spiders, are one of the worst ones. And right. they, uh, well, I know that Australian people, you're often told to, like, check your shoes. You, uh, you like, right. kind of, uh, what's it called? Like, tap them out to make sure there's no, none of these hunt, Huntsman spiders in them that can bite you and then they're poisonous. Or venomous, I don't know which one. To get a, if you find a Huntsman spider, I think if you can, like, catch it or whatever, you can send it off. And then they use it to make uh, anti-venom. Ah. And the sad thing is, though, what they do is they uh, deliberately uh, bite horses. And then oh. somehow the horse produces the anti-venom. Uh, but yeah, it uh, severely lowers the life expectancy of horses. So. Oh. Yeah. That, that is quite sad. So yeah, I horse- think... In Swahili is Farasa, I think, Farasi. Ah. Well, there you go. Uh, less boring, more uh, sad. But I think they are doing research into finding uh, alternatives because I think they have found some for other antivenoms that are produced kind of artificially now. But for mm-hmm. a few of them, they still have to use kind of like live animals to produce them. So, yeah, stay away from spiders. If you are in this Australia. Mm-hmm. No Australian listeners yet, but, you know, we can always dream. <laughs> now, final section of the show, 15 quid. Oh, I don't now, have one yet. I said at the beginning. I <laughs> know. I've got one, but I don't know how, how if it's any good. I'll, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Okay. Right. Would you rather a jackfruit like the one we had in Tanzania be on a tree in, say, your garden right now? Okay. Or 15 quid? It's one of those things that, uh, as much as I tried getting a jackfruit from the wild, the one time I actually had it in town, I didn't like it that much. (laughs) It's a weird, like... 
It's a weird texture. It's a weird sort of flavor. It's one of those things that is so big, it kind of is disconcerting. A bit like when you go to a all-you-can-eat buffet, the stuff that's in the really big trays, I always tend to like steer away from because I'm suspicious of it. And this jackfruit had like, you know, kilos and kilos worth of edible stuff. <laughs> so that always like might, mm, too much food here. There's got to be a catch. And yeah, so I didn't really like it. I just, I wanted that experience of like, you know, mm. picking something off a tree and then eating <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, like taking it straight from the wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I've done it in the UK with apples or whatever, but I thought it'd be cool to do it. There weren't banana trees. There weren't really orange trees that you could take edible oranges from. We did from. pick some sort of yellow oranges. Did we ever eat them, though? I feel... We squished them into a water, I think. Okay. We, I think we might have eaten some of them. They weren't the best. Yeah. Like, the the ones that they gave us at uh, lunch were, were better. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I wanted the jackfruit. In terms of actually, like, eating it or whatever, I wasn't that fussed. And <laughs> as much as, like, uh, it's hard to get a big full jackfruit in the UK, I think I could probably even get one for less than 15 quid. So I'm probably going to take the 15 quid. What about you? Which one would you take? I'm tempted to take the jackfruit. Because I never really tasted that jackfruit, partly because of curiosity. Also, um, as a non-meat eater... They uh, use it for pulled pork, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's so, quite funny that... Uh, I've never actually said I'm not a meat eater either. We both were in Quadoli as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Though you were before as well, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, I was sort of phasing into... Uh, veganism. Okay. Gradually. Um, yeah, I haven't I gone full. I kept saying I'm gonna go vegan. I haven't gone full vegan. Love me cheese. Love me milk. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't even. I don't eat cheese. Not even Wensleydale. <laughs> but uh. Not even Wensleydale. What's wrong with Wensleydale? Joe, that's all being cut. That was hor horrific. I think definitely the 15 quid for me, but I can see why you might want it. If it was a fiver, I think definitely go with the jackfruit, but 15 quid's just the other side of that, you know? Somewhere around seven quid would give me the real, like, hmm, which way should I, which way should I land? Okay. Now, I have one for you. Okay. Now, I feel... Well, maybe we should start uh, building up The Economist and uh, build a picture. Because I feel this is something that uh, maybe... Imagine you. you uh, your parents say you need some... Uh, what, what do you go with milk? Do you go with soy milk? Do you go with almond? Do you go with oats? Or do you oh, go with... usually. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's got the lowest carbon of all of them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, your mum says you need to uh, head off to get some oat milk. And you, uh, you head outside, and then you look around the corner, and there's a figure. You go like, oh, that figure's vaguely familiar. And as you get closer, you see it's the one and only, our friend, The Economist. And uh, he gives you an ultimatum, and the ultimatum is this. Oh. You either get uh, £15 sent to your house in an envelope. <laughs> it's uh, okay. once a week. It's, uh, it's sealed up, it's plain, but you know, you'll know it when you see it. Or... Okay you'll get £15 a day and it'll be put in your room, but it'll be hidden somewhere. And you have till the uh, the strike of uh, one o'clock in the morning, oh. uh, it will be placed somewhere and you've got until one o'clock in the morning to find it, otherwise it will disappear. And once it's gone, you know, you, you can never get it. So, I would take that because I think there's every chance that I'd find that. At least once a week. But is it... Well, the thing but is then... that you've got to look around your room now because you're not allowed to tidy up your room. You're not allowed to make it... Uh, you're not allowed to, like, kind of, like, you know, get rid of the desk and get rid of a bunch of shelves and books. And, yeah, he's not going to make it easy for you, The Economist. Mm. Do you think it's within The uh, Economist's power to uh, grow a jackfruit on the apple tree outside my room, do you think? Uh, I think that's a 
very silly question, obviously. Okay. I feel this should be what uh, 15 quid is. It's the economist's... Uh, <laughs> the economist ultimatum. <laughs> you think you'd go with the uh, trying to find it? Um. Because, I mean, you yeah. get potentially seven times the... Uh, Potentially, yeah. And if I don't always find it, then it could still be like two times or three times the amount. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go for that one. Okay. I'm going to be boring, and I think I'd get uh, a single a single note coming through the uh, letterbox. Just because I, th- I think... Wouldn't it I... be two notes, a five and a ten? I think this is a special uh, Economist £15 notes. It doesn't have the Queen on it. It's got him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no I, i'm just looking around and i see like books and i'm like you could put it between one of those pages and that would be you'd never find that kind of thing it would oh, take okay. me it would take me literally like the whole day to search all of my room and that's like how what? many books have you got on your shelf it's not that many but uh like 50 you books you can just sort of hold it or play down flick and flip through it I guess, but then there's like I've got a bunch of uh, like old school vinyls all stacked up, and I'm thinking like all of those in between there. I've got like every single hmm. pair of socks. It could be inside one of those <laughs> underneath it's my bed. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I see the fun of looking for it could be good, but I think I I'd, I will uh, I will go with the uh, the boring option. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to change my answer, but I'm thinking, nah, I'll just go with it. Uh, a wise choice. <laughs> but I think that's all we've got time for, for this week. We'll be back uh, next week, hopefully with our friend Alan, but don't don't get your hopes up too much. He will definitely be on in uh, two weeks' time. You haven't plugged your animation channel in a while. Have you uh, added anything to it recently? A little bit of uni stuff. Okay. I think only like two things in the last yeah mm. yeah i've got an animation channel joe om animation if oh. you want to check it out it's yeah. it's always in the description but uh yeah ah uh, be nice to see if someone you. from here could leave a comment on youtube saying this is where you you found him from that would be nice ideally in a swahili say the economist sent you <laughs> but yeah uh this has already gone on for too long, so I'm going to say, for me, it's a badai till next week. To Tuanana, Wiki, um... I should know this, but I don't. To Tuanana, badai. See you guys. See you next week. <laughs>